Welcome to Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where you can always find great suggestions for your next audiobook. I'm Robin Witten, editor of Audiophile, and this week we are focused on our selection of 2020's best audiobooks. In our special episode today, we'll talk about the young adult audiobooks that we've chosen as best of the year. These titles give listeners choices for some of the truly most dynamic listening. We also have a very special guest, narrator Marisa Blake. We'll talk with Marisa shortly, but first, here are our choices for best audiobooks in young adult category. Ray Bearer by Jordan Ifueco, read by Jonice Abbott-Pratt. Stamped by Jason Reynolds and Ibram X. Kendi, read by Jason Reynolds. The Black Flamingo by Dean Atta, read by the author. Punching the Air by E.B. Zaboy, Yosef Salam, and read by Ethan Harisi. Kent State by Deborah Wiles, read by Lauren Azo, Christopher Gebauer, Christina Delane, Johnny Heller, Roger Wayne, Corey Jackson, and David DeVries. And We Are Not From Here by Jenny Torres Sanchez, read by Marisa Blake. Welcome, Marisa. Thank you for having me, Robin. <laughs> we're we're so glad to have you here today with us, and we would love to hear if you'd tell us what We Are Not From Here is about. We Are Not From Here is a beautifully written, it is a story about three young people, uh, Pulga, Chico, and Pequeña, who live in Guatemala, and they, uh, you know, without giving too much away, they run into trouble in their hometown and uh, end up and they're all it's all it, it, it's from the perspective of two of the main characters, Pulga uh, and Pequeña. But you sort of hear all three of their stories the whole time. And for various reasons, they find themselves needing to flee their home, their hometown, their their families. And this story takes you through their journey from Guatemala into Mexico uh, to the U.S. border, and they all have different fates. And uh, it's it's a heartbreaking story, but it is very real and very relevant right now. And I <laughs> I can't recommend it enough. I think it's uh, for me it's it's one of the the most important projects I've ever been a part of for sure. Well, we're recommending it too. <laughs> so <laughs> it is a must read or a ah, must listen. That's it. That's it. So tell us a little bit about your background and how that helped you prepare for this recording. So I am I am Latina. I am and so I'm grateful to narrate audiobooks by other Latinx authors. My mother's from Puerto Rico, my father uh is Cuban and my grandparents on both sides are from Spain. So uh although, you know, my my grandparents did uh immigrate to the states, you know, my mother being Puerto Rican, I am I am a US citizen and so, you know, so I didn't I didn't have that same backstory. However, I, I do feel like children like this are all of our children um, as, as humans, really. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a cause or, or something that 
as a mother, you know, and especially with what's currently going on in this country, it's it's a, a topic that is it hits home really hard. Um, I think for many of us who are caretakers uh, or who just you know have have empathy, this this story was like I said, it's a very it's an important story to tell. Well, you know, you, one of the things that as a listener, I think we hear is your fluidity with the names, the place names, the characters names, the way all the flow of the language. Yes, I grew up speaking, uh, you know, we, we spoke a lot of Spanish in the home, uh, although I'm sure my parents would say she didn't want to speak to us in Spanish, <laughs> but they they spoke to me in Spanish and I think I responded in English. Uh, I did live in Latin America. Um, you know, my, my, my dad was working for the U.S. Embassy, so I, I grew up speaking Spanish and I lived in Panama and Honduras uh, prior to the States, uh, you know, for most of my life, really. Um, so I grew up speaking Spanish and, um, you know, I know being a, a teenager, if there's any young people, I remember being like, ah, oh, I don't, you know, it was like embarrassing that my, you know, that Spanish was spoken at home. And now I'm just so grateful that that was part of my upbringing. So, well, it does, it does connect you, uh, with these characters and there, yeah. there are some challenges doing teen characters though, don't you think? I do. Uh, you know, I, I have a couple of teenagers, so that was something well, that, that was helps. kind of helpful. <laughs> and, uh, I did, I did teach for, for a handful of years, although my, my kids were younger, but, you know, I, I guess I just, uh, you know, with these characters specifically, um, in this book, uh, although, you know, there's, you hear the perspective of, of, of Pulga, which is a, a, a little boy, um, and uh, and then Pequeña, and they, they both have different life experiences that they've already had. And so although they are young, they have had certain things happen to them that, that uh, you, you're going to grow. You know, you're going to be an older soul with those experiences. Um, so having that sort of, you know, like thrown away young mentality, you know, sometimes... I think naive, but not in a, not in a negative context, uh, you know, just sort of like a young, young. spirited, yeah. even yeah. exactly, even though there's a lot going on, there's still that like young, youngness to them, you know, so trying to incorporate that. Yeah, it can be challenging for sure, but try to just put myself in there, in their position as best as I could. Yeah. And it's a story that certainly stayed with me. And um, yep. I'm just wondering you know, this has been time has passed since you recorded it, but what is it that really resonates about we're not from here for you? I think about Chico and Pulga and Pequeña all the time. <laughs> I actually, I have been in contact with um, Jenny. Uh, we we um, uh, had spoken over the phone recently ah. and um yes we she's she's lovely we we kind of became instagram friends and so i was i was able to chat with her um afterwards and uh so I, I you know one of the things i told her was i was out hiking with my family and um there was this little boy who looked to me exactly what i imagined that Chico looked like in my head. And mm. we were, um, I live in the mountains and we were out at a waterfall and this little boy was with his family and he was wearing 
I get emotional thinking about it, but he was wearing a baby blue American Eagle t-shirt, just like Chico in the story. And this little boy was with his, you know, his family. And I was just like, oh my gosh, in another, in another life, you know, Mm. that, that could have been Chico. And, uh, just like, you know, just seeing certain pieces you know, in, in the day to day. And of course, you know, hearing with what's, what's going on along the border and uh, detention centers um, and children being separated from their families and all that is just very relevant right now to what's, to what's going on. And although these kids had different, obviously, like I said, they all have different fates and different experiences, but it's all, you know, there's, there's not a day goes by that I don't think about them and that I don't think about children who are traveling alone or children who are traveling with families and get separated. And it's heartbreaking and it's um, it's real. It's happening. And I think it's important that, you know. Well, I think that's (laughs) I think that's why uh, this resonates with teens. And I really obviously think it's wonderful. And let's share a clip with our listeners today. The sound of a horn, long and loud, brings me out of my head and back to the present. Chico and I hurry over to the side of the road so the car can pass us by. Nestor's hair is longer than it used to be, and he looks older. I haven't seen him in a while, ever since he stopped coming to school just a few months after we heard Ray had moved back here. Look down. Pretend you don't realize it's them, I tell Chico, and he does what I tell him. But I can feel Nestor's gaze— and I'm the one who looks up at the last moment as we lock eyes. A slight smile creeps across his face, like he knew I'd look up, like he knows everything. He and Ray laugh, and the next thing I know, the car speeds off out of sight, leaving us in a cloud of dust. Chico turns to me and says, Let's just go back. I'm not even thirsty anymore. Yeah, you know, you really get that emotional peace with the children just in that little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that is a fee, a fear, you know, that's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you brought it to us. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Marisa. And congratulations on having one of the, your audiobooks celebrated in the 2020 best audiobooks. I am so grateful. Thank you so much, Robin, for having me. And of course, I'm grateful to have to have been able to be a voice to to such a powerful story. We are, too. Thank you. We've been talking about We Are Not From Here by Jenny Torres Sanchez with Marisa Blake narrating. This has Mm -hmm. been a special best of the year edition of Behind the Mic. And be sure and listen to our bonus episode coming out later today with Joe Reed interviewing narrator Robert Bathurst. Today's episode of Behind the Mic is brought to you by Oasis Audio, publisher of Dust, the first in the new Heirs of Neverland series, a dark and dramatic take on the classic story of Peter Pan. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, stay tuned right here all week for more chats with narrators from some of our best audiobook titles. And check our social media as we often post conversations and videos with audiobook narrators. The full list of Audiophile's best audiobooks can be found at audiophilemagazine.com. 
This is Robin Witten. Thanks for listening.